0: I've been looking at campaigns recently where the open rates are in excess of 50%. The operational data that is being developed inside a hospitality venue nowadays, thick and lush, right? You have customer booking data, you have table ordering data, you have loyalty program data. Put those automations in place. Winning a customer back that used to come often but hasn't come for a while, right? Let an automation do that for you.
1: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Good Gravy brought to you by Busboy a show where we sit down with hospitality experts and extract actionable advice that you can apply to your venue. My name is Taylor, and I'm your host. Now, it's likely that as a venue owner, you're sitting on a treasure trove of untapped data. Data from your booking platform, your POS, your loyalty program, or your online ordering platform. Now, what if you could use this data to not only incentivize more visitors, but also help build your online reputation, all while taking advantage of automations. So a lot of it is hands-free. Today, we're joined by Brett Hogarth from Impact Data. Impact Data helps hospitality venues drive their customers back on premise with a data-driven approach. They allow venues to send effective and measurable campaigns via both email and SMS. they have offices in both Australia, and the UK. They service clients in more than 12 countries and help deliver millions of emails and text messages each month. Today with Brett, we discuss the advantage that direct marketing has over Facebook and Instagram, the common mistakes that venues make with email marketing and how you can avoid them, and also the one channel that has close to a 100% open rate. If you have any questions or feedback about this episode, simply send me an email at hello at goodgravy.show. And please make sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app. G'day Brett and welcome to the show. morning. Today we're going to jump into how venue owners can best use email marketing to market their venue. Before we start, can you just give me a quick overview of what you do and the solution that Impact Data provides?
0: Yeah, sure. Impact Data provides a digital marketing platform called Talkbox, which is a customer database, uh, email and SMS marketing platform, and we also provide services around delivering marketing automations and data integrations.
1: Let's pretend I'm a venue owner. Yep. I've got my website, I've got Facebook, I've got Instagram, maybe I have TikTok, Mm -hmm. and now you're telling me I also need email marketing.
0: I'd say you need that straight away.
1: So then... What are the advantages of email marketing versus those other social channels? The email and
0: SMS marketing that you can access by having your own customer database is your channel. When you go into social media and you run accounts, you're running it on somebody else's platform and that's great. Uh, They bring you audience uh, but this is your audience. This is your channel that you get to build uh, so that you can speak directly to them anytime you like, cheaply, easily.
1: I think a lot of people are under the assumption that it they own that audience on facebook and instagram Mm. but you see time and time again facebook changing the algorithm your account reaches less people and there's perhaps a good case or a a good example that happened back in i think it was 2021 where the australian government wanted facebook to pay to be able to publish news articles on their platform Mm. obviously that's not great for facebook and in response they banned publishers from posting to Facebook. So all of a sudden, all these publishers like Broadsheet, Timeout, Urban List couldn't publish it all on Facebook and instead were trying to get their email list to grow.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: And also people jump from platform to platform. You know, younger people now probably are on Facebook less, mm-hmm. maybe even Instagram less, migrating to TikTok. Whereas email, how often do people get new email accounts, right? people have probably had their same email address for upwards of a decade. Yeah. So having access, access to that list, you can constantly remarket to them. So if I'm a venue owner, I've set up my mailing list, what sort of content should I and can I? be sending to my audience. Okay,
0: so the, the kind of content that you would send to the audience will be somewhat based on your existing interaction with them. If they're a new customer and referring to those other channels that you described, they can be great sources of acquisition of data. So if you're doing Facebook advertising and you're finding people in the area that might be interested in your business, then that is a way of introducing yourself to them. But as soon as they interact with your business and, and you've collected some data on them, then they become your channel to market to directly. So as you called out before, and absolutely, those social media channels, yeah, you are beholden to their algorithms and what they decide and how often they want to serve up information. So you might be getting a very small view rate from the total number of people that are following you. Again, I keep talking about your channel, but your channel is exactly that. So the thing that you would send to a new customer is welcoming them them to visiting you for the first time you might send them something about coming back because you haven't seen them for a while but previously that they were regular then you could also do your special events marketing so we've got father's day coming up with christmas events those sorts of obvious things but new menu items new staff that are with the business now so it's about telling stories also and building engagement with customers
1: so that they um, are becoming more closely bonded to you yeah i think There's the risk and this goes across for every channel of a venue or a business being too pushy Mm. and using a channel just purely trying to sell. But what you're saying here is trying to create something that's perhaps giving value to the customer, providing a story, Mm. expanding upon the the story of your business. Are there any particular campaigns you've seen clients do that that stand out?
0: I've seen probably numerous campaigns and one some of the ones that I really quite like are where they're focusing in on items in the menu and telling a story about those or telling the story about the ingredients or telling the importance of them to the overall scheme of the business and their position in the menu and maybe what they're doing is driving back up into the entree that would uh, lead toward that main or the dessert that should follow that. So creating a real level of interest in that I think is important. I think location can be as well. Talking about either what's happening in that location around them. There's a a campaign that happened just recently that was uh, a reopening for a venue that was tied to a market night that was nearby. So, they were doing a very timely campaign uh, about bringing those two things together.
1: Right. So, we're talking about topical marketing.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Topical marketing, local area marketing, but those sorts of campaigns that you wanted to do ad hoc, you'll find uh, I, think it, I think it's reasonably commonplace to find a good reason to talk and then it's just how you're going to talk about those things. And if you have all of your data at your fingertips and you can speak through it quickly and easily, then you're able to get those communications out. Uh, I agree with the too frequently thing, absolutely. But I'd also note that some people are afraid to speak frequently. Maybe they're waiting for the absolute right occasion to send a campaign out to their audience, um, but they're not appreciating that the little things are sometimes a good thing to tell a story around.
1: And in terms of data acquisition like growing your list, what are the best ways for a venue to do that? Mm.
0: So... The things that you'll be most familiar with would be something like a you know, a newsletter subscription button. They're quite commonplace on a website and we definitely suggest doing those things and our tools are set up to capture data from those points. What we find most important is the operational data that is being developed inside a hospitality venue nowadays, thick and lush, right? You have customer booking data, you have table ordering data, you have loyalty program data. These are all things that give you customer behavioural data and then using those with analytics allows you to run marketing automations. Looking at your business and seeing those tools that you've already got in place for your operations and identifying that you could and should bring that customer data in to a marketing platform.
1: You know, you could have one message. Let's say you've got a list of 10,000 people. You could blast out one message to all those people. Fantastic. But there's a good chance that what you're promoting isn't of interest to ...a large portion of those people. But what you're saying here is that you could take your list and say... ...this person likes cocktails and so let's send them this email about a new cocktail. So you're talking about data segmentation? And, and if so, how granular can you get? you can get
0: incredibly granular. So if you decided that you wanted to look for all of the people who had bought a category of beverage, which is cocktail, in the last two weeks on a day of week at a time window of day, you can likely do that. So being able to delve quite deep into the data. And then there's the trade-off. Your audience that you create from that exercise might be so small that manually managing it, the return on investment isn't going to be particularly high. At that point, I think the value is still there. I think though
1: it means that marketing automation becomes even more important. You could add all those parameters together and get quite a narrow segmentation. But you could also go people who come in on Mondays, maybe there's a trend there for example.
0: People who come in on Mondays, people who come in on weekdays, people who come in on weekdays at lunchtime. Now, they, these are really interesting segmentations to be able to identify and target because that lunchtime special to people who work locally could be exactly the right thing for those people but not the right thing for somebody who's come to that location as a destination from further away where they live and they're going to want to come in on an evening or a
1: weekend. And you would capture their their address through the booking process? The address
0: could be captured through the booking process or a loyalty membership, uh, a table ordering account could be that also, Uh, even a postcode indicator. You might even ask them a question, do you live local or do you work local or both? Then you can segment it that way by asking them to give you the input. So there's their input data through a survey or a question. Uh, Then there's the operational data that you might be able to get it from as well.
1: Now it's all well and good to have a beautiful email, you could spend an hour writing a fantastic campaign, but it doesn't matter unless someone actually opens the email. So what are some tips that venues could use to perhaps increase their click-through rate or Mm. their open rate on their emails?
0: And both the open rates, things like good subject lines, using pre-headers and image replacements as well. If you have the data that you're able to use, merging something like a first name into a subject line, so hi, Brett is going to get my attention more than a bland and generic uh, subject line. Uh, engaging imagery as well. So things that catch my eye that make me interested in reading the thing that you've sent me and that might be uh, imagery of the venue and because you've spent a lot of money making the place look really nice. So let's put pictures of that in there. Menu items, friendly staff. These are all the things that hospitality venues are offering. So bringing those to the fore inside the communications. Then relevant information. Right. So if you are sending me relevant content and you have done so consistently in the past, then your ability to get me to open the email today is going to be higher because you've built that engagement in the past and you've offered me you know, relevant information. So now I'm going to focus in. And to your point before when you were talking about using data for targeting, if you've consistently sent me messaging that's not so on target in the past, well then my likelihood to open this one is going to be less. And we see that, that open rates over time are built and grow from that sort of level of relevancy and
1: engagement. So we've discussed email marketing. Ho- hopefully the listener is on board now but along with email marketing there's also SMS marketing.
0: Yeah, SMS marketing has been around for a long time in the Australian market and we've been delivering and monitoring SMS campaigns for over 20 years now. It's incredibly powerful. The open rate for an SMS is basically 100%. The speed to open is rapid. Emails you might experience 15, 20, 25% open rates. Though I would call out we see better than that and quite a lot better when we know that when the source of data is good. When we look at, I've been looking at campaigns recently where the open rates are in excess of 50%, right? And what we know about that is that the data is coming from a good source, the customer is engaged with the business that is sending to them. But it's still 50%. An SMS has a higher open rate than that and it, and it is more rapid. So it has more cut
1: through. So you can actually measure the open rate of an SMS? We can measure when
0: a person moves from an SMS through a tracked link into the display of a rich campaign, web-based campaign. Yeah, we can see that, absolutely.
1: Do you, do you have numbers on general click-through rate or of good campaigns through SMS?
0: Look, to get to the viewing of it would be in excess of 50%, 70% and then clicking from that campaign to the action will be based on what the action request is. So uh, whether it's a table booking
1: or whether it's an answering a survey or something like that. If I put my consumer hat on and take off my marketing hat, I don't want to get SMS text from venues. Yep, That's me. Yep. Some people would be okay. How do you balance that? contacting the customer in what is quite a personal way and trying to market your services. Yeah,
0: um, yeah, and that question has been asked a lot over a long period of time of us doing this. So um, I suppose as a consumer you say that and then as a consumer I might also say that well, I don't want to miss out on a window of opportunity this evening at my favorite restaurant where they're going to give me some priority service. right? And that's going to go to other people But not me because I chose not that channel, right? But I'm missing out. So it's all about the value exchange, right? And and I really like to hone in on that concept of a value exchange. If I give you my mobile phone number and I let you do marketing, then what do I get? And that priority experience, that window table at last minute, um, that special event invitation for VIPs. Look, even a survey, show me that you care about my experience and ask me to give you feedback. You know, how happy was I dining with you last night? Those things work now, as a consumer, I'm answering you as a consumer, as a, as a person offering data marketing and analytics, I'd say the numbers that we see in support of the fact that the channel works, uh, it gets response rates to campaigns, it gets click throughs, you know, where we include campaigns and vouchers with a value offer, it gets redemptions, we also would see it in the opt outs. If the audience is engaged with, let's say, your venue and you send a campaign out via SMS, then if we saw a really large opt-out rate, we'd understand that people didn't want that channel. But that's not
1: what we see. No, I think you're spot on. And now that I think about it, there are perhaps a few venues that I would happily get text from. And what you said about providing value, obviously, we've touched on that earlier, but it can be wrapped, it's all about how you present it. Is it just a mailing list, which people are on list for uh, numerous, numerous uh, businesses. But if you wrap it in something that people actually want to be part of, as you said, like a VIP list or, you know, an insider's group, if you wrap it like that, I imagine it becomes much more appealing. And the consumer feels like they're They've got that special relationship with the venue. And when it comes to common mistakes that you see venues make, are there any that stand out?
0: There, there, there is a couple and there's, there's things that we see often, there's things we coach people toward. A, a, a thing that a lot of businesses don't appreciate is the value of the data they have at their fingertips because they're developing it through those operational tools. You know, A table booking system, a table ordering system, a loyalty system, point of sale system, not harnessing those is a big mistake. Right. They're sitting on a channel that is undeveloped and unrealized because they haven't compiled it and set up campaigns that run around it. I'd say the first one, most easily stated, is collect and use the data that you've got. Take advantage of it, leverage it. Utilising automations, where the data is rich and where it can be analysed and, and uh, you can build customer segmentation out of it, put those automations in place. Winning a customer back that used to come often but hasn't come for a while let an automation do that for you because as an individual, that's an individual behavior. The automation is really powerful and the automation gives them high value, but it also, also requires them to trust that the campaigns are going to go out and the campaigns are going to do the things that they want. That's another part of it, I would say, is getting the data, make use of it, and then letting the automations do a fair bit of the work for you. And I'd also say that something that we've seen over a really long period of time in my experience with our customers, feel comfortable to speak. They've come to your restaurant, they've come to your venue, you've walked up to them and spoken to them, introduced yourself to them, fed them, said goodbye to them. Now f- feel, feel comfortable speaking to that audience because some, pop- some people do get nervous about that. What, what do I say? What if they don't like what I say? Right. They will like what you say, just
1: send them good information. They're, they're waiting to hear from you. Perhaps if, if venues are hesitant to utilize email marketing, perhaps a, a good entry point would just be sending out a thank you email. So after a customer's, customer's come through, thank them, ask for a review and then leave it at that. At least that's that's a step into the world of email marketing. It's another touch point with that customer and then you're also going to get some – hopefully, most likely, positive reviews from that as well.
0: And the customers that you're going to speak to are on mailing lists for other businesses of things that are way less interesting than the thing that you offer. So they might be on a retailer's list. They might be on a, receiving campaigns about white goods or whatever. And you're offering them a, a brilliant experience and nice food and, and high service. You've got good things to say. Feel free to talk to that audience. Right? And then if you're concerned that they're not happy with what you're saying. The data's in there for you to read. Look at the opt out rates, look at the engagement rates. When you're seeing 50% open rates on emails and you're seeing very low opt out rates, well then you know that the audience liked what you had to say.
1: So if I'm a venue and I've not been using email marketing but I've got a list of a couple of thousand people, in terms of privacy concerns, am I right to start emailing them straight away or should I have requested some sort of permission when they signed up or, or booked if, if
0: through the course of you developing the data, you've identified that those people uh, um, w- would like to receive uh, or will permit marketing communications,
1: so it would be something in a privacy policy, yeah, exactly, when or
0: terms and conditions, or a you know tick here because I want to receive promotions in the future. Those sorts of things, the customer indicating
1: to you that they're happy to hear from you down those channels. Right, so it'd be a case of when I've got my booking platform, there's usually a privacy policy in there that states that by making a booking, mm. we receive your email, which allows us to email to you and you have the option to opt out at any point. Exactly, yeah. Mm. So we've talked a lot about automations, cross data communication. You've got a product called Talkbox that specializes in helping hospitality venues communicate with their audience. Can you give me a quick overview of maybe the core features or, or the core benefits? Yeah, so the,
0: the core benefit is it's a email and SMS channel digital marketing platform. In its basic description, what Impact Data specializes in is integration and analytics that connect Talkbox to those business systems that we were talking about. Wanting to leverage your table booking data, your POS loyalty data, all those customer data points that you've got available to you. The integration, the analytics of and then the marketing automations can all be run out of Talkbox. And what we deliver to a customer is a package package that is built around the sources of data that your venue's got the marketing automations that you want to drive customer behaviors such as welcoming them, a new customer getting a second visit creating a loyal customer retrieving a late customer capturing customer feedback we pre-build those automations deliver them. We have graphic design services that build templates for those things as well. When we deliver an implementation, when we deliver an account to a user, everything's ready to go so that they can switch on
1: those things and start getting the benefit of marketing automations immediately. Yeah because if you let's say you're doing those thank you emails we discussed earlier mm. after every service if you want it to be within 12 hours of the customer coming to your restaurant you have to export that then bring it into your mailing platform and then send it out mm. and if maybe you've got a marketing manager to do that but if you're doing it yourself it's really quite a waste of time you being the the hospitality owner yeah but with your integration I come to your restaurant I dine and then automatically my customer information is then fed into TalkBox... ...and that email gets set, sent out at I assume the, the parameter that, at which you define. Maybe it's 12 hours, 24 hours. Mm. And then I receive that email asking me to place a review. Correct.
0: And then the other part of it that's really important is that all of those behaviours that you've exhibited at the venue over a period of time, a couple of years, are being analysed on our side to see what is your frequency of visit, what are your preferred service times, what are your preferred categories of menu, those sorts of things. Having having that large view and building it daily and then creating an analytical process across the top is paramount, really, to being able to execute highly relevant, automated marketing campaigns. Yeah, the, the data drives it. Us facilitating that, that, that's our business.
1: So when it comes to a successful campaign, you could measure open rates, you could measure click-through rates, but having integration with other hospital apps could perhaps provide you with better insights. Um, you
0: know, your traditional metrics of success for digital marketing, your audience delivery, your time of opens, your open rates, your click-throughs, all standard. What we want to bring to venues is full transparency as to the effect of a campaign. And where we've got access to data from business operations systems, we can see that an audience of many or an audience of one received a campaign, performed the action, such as made a booking, that the amount of people that were booked for was covers number. The amount of money that was developed was total transactional value. Uh, And now what we're really being able to see is the dollars generated from a campaign so in automations those one by one by one campaigns that are managing you know like customers new customers etc how much money how much revenue was developed from that and then as well as the other campaigns and then holistically looking at the effect of the marketing program over time and saying, we developed this much revenue. We've got an amazing case study at the moment on a venue in Sydney that showed over $100,000 worth of revenue being generated from marketing automations, that once they were set up, they were hands-free. That example, how many people were on that list? That was about... I think it was about 8,000 people on that database. So $100,000 from 8,000 people. Yeah, it was in excess of that, yeah. Over the
1: period of what time? That was over actually 18 months, 18 right. months of track period. Right. Yeah. Thank you for joining me today, Brett. You're welcome. If people want to reach out to you or learn more about Impact Data, where can they go?
0: Visit impactdata.com.au. There's information on the website there. And feel free to contact us for a chat.
1: Thanks for listening to this episode of Good Gravy. If you have any questions or feedback, feel free to shoot me an email at hello at goodgravy.show and make sure to subscribe in your favorite podcast app.